Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. This is the VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Here is Adam Burke. Hello once again, everybody, and thank you for joining me here on this Friday, May 19th edition of VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. I'm your host, Adam Burke. Happy to be with you as we've got a full 15-game card to get to here as we round out this week of shows on the podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed what you've heard. If you have, give us a five-star review. That helps grow the show. That helps show us that you appreciate what we're doing in terms of any future content plans that we're looking at. So if you get the opportunity, five-star reviews, greatly appreciated for this show, VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets as well as our Bet the W podcast with Danielle Alvari, our new WNBA show, Hardwood Handicappers with JVT and Kelly Bidlin, our Hockey Betting podcast, Long Shots, our golf podcast, First Strike for MMA. We got Gone Racing for you for uh, NASCAR, Apple Bombs podcast, lots of stuff in our podcast family here at VEASAN. And head over to VEASAN.com and check out all the great content going up over there. Zach Cohen doing MLB and NBA player props. Danielle Alvari with her first WNBA Best Bets article here for today. Plus, we have continued coverage of the NBA and the NHL playoffs to go along with my MLB article Monday through Saturday over there at the website. All right, if it sounds like I'm talking in hyperspeed, maybe I kind of am because I got to go do our Ohio-specific show. So if you are an Ohio listener of VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets, you can check out the VEASAN Saturday betting hour. Uh, across AM and FM affiliates in the Buckeye State, my home state. Uh, you can check that show out right after Lombardi Line. I believe it airs at 11 a.m. Eastern time um, across the state of Ohio. So I got to go record that. So if this sounds a little bit hurried. I do apologize for that, but got to get to the studio for that one. And of course, studio time. Sometimes tough to come by here at VEASAN with all the great programming that we have. So with that, I'm just going to look at today's card because there's plenty of stuff to get to, plenty of things that I can use to kind of talk about many of the concepts that I've been discussing throughout the course of the season here. I'll just rattle these off by rotation number. I will tell you there are five plays today for me. So a little bit higher of a volume day. I think five plays ties a season high. So hopefully we wind up doing pretty well with those. 
But I just want to talk about a variety of different things here on today's card, kind of apply some different concepts throughout the board. Um, look, there's not much to say about the Diamondbacks and the Pirates first game by rotation number because it's Zach Gallen on the mound here for the Diamondbacks against a Pirates offense that frankly can't score. We've seen that throughout the month of May here. They've scored 28 runs in 14 games this month. So tough to say that they're going to knock Zach Gallen around. However, I will say 26 hard hit balls in his last three starts, his two highest average exit velocities of the season. I'm not saying that the Pirates are going to hit Zach Gallen, but you can kind of see sometimes pitchers are kind of, for lack of a better term, cyclical, streaky, maybe would be the way to put it, where you kind of see some signs building up towards rough outings. And I think I see some signs like that for Gallen, which is hard to say because, I mean, he's given up six runs total in his, in his last six starts, but there are some signs, I think, in the profile that maybe a little bit of a rough outing is coming. I just doubt it comes today against the Pirates. But again, that's why I look at the game logs and why I preach looking at game logs to see if you can kind of pick up on some of these things as they may be building for some of these starting pitchers. The Marlins and the Giants. Good pitching matchup here. Sandy Alcantara against Anthony DeSclefani. Giants, dollar fifteen to a dollar twenty favorite out there in the marketplace. Total seven or seven and a half in this one. And look, you know, Di Scafani has been a negative regression guy. 258 batting average on balls in play with a 43.9% hard hit percentage. He's allowed eight runs on 15 hits in his last 12 innings. So some of that regression has come to the forefront for him. So he's a little bit of a regression candidate, and I think there are opportunities to go against him. But I will say that, you know, for Sandy Alcantara, just looking for consistency, 491 ERA, 365 FIP, 60.3% left on base percentage. That should go up. He should have better results as we go forward here. I just needed a bit better of a price to take the Marlins today. When you've got a situation where they're missing Jazz Chisholm, who's dealing with turf toe, that's a bad offense already. And you take out one of their more dynamic, one of their more explosive offensive players. And it's tougher to look for regression out of an opposing starting pitcher missing such a key contributor in the lineup. So no play in that game, and I just wanted to hit on it quickly because Di Sclafani is kind of having some of these regression signs come to the forefront. We move to the American League here. There's not much I can say about Royals and White Sox. I mean, Zach Granke's had a bunch of bad starts this year, and the two times I've picked against him with the first five uh, to over and then also a bet against Granke, he's pitched well. So, you know, just one of those things where he hasn't been good on the whole, but of course, when I've decided to go against him, he's wound up being pretty competent. He's up against Michael Kopech here today, who also has really not been good throughout the course of the season. But the Royals offense has gone back in the tank once again. The White Sox, despite some signs of life on offense, still just aren't a very, very good group. So just not a whole lot of interest in that game. Don't have any betting interest in this game, but I think there are a lot of interesting things to look at here with this Twins and Angels game where you got Joe Ryan going up against Reed Detmers. Joe Ryan's been one of the best starters in the American League so far this season here. 216 ERA, 254 FIP, over 50 innings of work. He's had three games with double-digit strikeouts so far this season, including his last start against the Chicago Cubs. And not only is he missing a lot of bats, he's also only given up four barrels this season, which is really impressive when you consider that he's kind of more of a fly ball guy despite that splitter that he's added here for this season. Last four starts, Yankees, White Sox, Guardians, Cubs, 30.3% hard hit percentage. 
So this is a little bit of a step up against an Angels offense that's a borderline top 10 group against righties. But Joe Ryan has been so strong for this Minnesota team. And I don't really see anything in the profile that would suggest otherwise as we go forward here. I think health will be the biggest thing for him. Detmers, on the other hand, there are some positive regression signs for Reed Detmers, and he may be a guy that we want to bet on going forward here. 489 ERA, 390 FIP in 35 innings, a 63.5% left on base percentage, 372 batting average on balls in play. So those two indicators that will give you the big ERA and FIP discrepancies, left on base percentage and batting average on balls in play, those are two things where Detmers has not had a lot of batted ball luck or a lot of sequencing luck throughout the course of the season, and he's pitched better than his results have been. The stuff is better than his results have been. 41 strikeouts and 35 innings pitched, so a lot of bad luck for him. And as I've talked about before, when you're looking for degrees of regression, particularly from a batting average on balls in play standpoint, if a guy's got a 48 or 49% hard hit percentage, Babbitt progression won't come as quickly. For Detmers, 42.9%. Yeah, it's about 4% higher than league average, but it's not outlandish. It's not ridiculous. It's not 372 Babbitt worthy. So Detmers is a guy on my radar that I will be looking to back here if his offense gets you know some pretty favorable matchups. I don't think it's a favorable, favorable matchup today against Joe Ryan, but I do think as we go forward here, we can make some money betting on Reed Detmers and some of that positive regression that's coming to the forefront. Not much to say about the Brewers and the Rays as we transition to interleague play. Shane McClanahan on the bump for the Rays. Big favorite role, 265, 270 favorite against the Brewers. That one's been bet up and deservedly so. The Brewers are a team that does not hit lefties. They're among the league's worst offenses in that split. McClanahan is great. About a 30% strikeout rate for him. And the Brewers are striking out 31% of the time against lefties overall. So even though McClanahan may have kind of an elevated strikeout prop today, might not be a bad idea to look that one up in that game. Yankees and the Reds down at Great American Ballpark. Clark Schmidt and Ben Lively in this one. And this one, Yankees about $1.70 favorite, total 10 and a half. I stopped for a minute because I almost called Ben Lively Blake Lively, which would be just an egregious Floydian slip. Uh, but Lively here is a guy that I, I don't really see any reason to be a big believer in. He's made a couple of bulk relief appearances, given up one run on five hits and five and a third. So good for him. But he's never really been a major league caliber pitcher. Uh, he spent some time in the KBO and wasn't even all that successful over there. So not really expecting much from him. Also, he'll probably only throw about 60 to 65 pitches in this game. But Clark Schmidt. 630 ERA, 470 FIP, 394 XFIP. But this is a guy, 383 batting average on balls in play against, right? So only 11 points higher than Reed Detmers. But Schmidt has a 48.8% hard hit percentage. So about 6% higher than Detmers. So this is what I'm talking about in terms of looking for that BABIP regression. Detmers doesn't deserve a 372. Schmidt probably deserves his 383 because his hard hit percentage is so egregiously high. So that's one where you don't expect the same degree of regression for Clark Schmidt that maybe you would for a Reed Detmers. Now, Schmidt may pitch well in this game. The Reds don't really have that good of an offense, but Schmidt is a guy that despite some positive regression signs, particularly that 630 ERA and 394 XFIP, 
I'm not expecting them to come the same way that I would for Detmers. The other thing about this Yankees and Reds game real quick here is that rain is in the forecast for the later innings. And I typically like to stay away from those games because the teams are well aware of the forecast going into the game. If rain is expected fifth, sixth, seventh inning, something like that, the teams will fly through the game, try to get through five innings, make it an official game, not be there all night long or have to complete a suspended game the next day, something like that. So I think it does change the gameplay itself when rain is in the forecast to be coming because they'll start it on time. But, you know, we'll see if they end up getting to the point where they play the full nine innings. So just something for you to keep in mind from a weather standpoint. I know we look more at wind and temperature and all those kinds of things, but rain in the forecast can kind of dictate the mindset of how those guys play that game. Guardians and the Mets firing up an interleague series here, and the Guardians facing one of the all-time good guys in Major League Baseball in Carlos Carrasco. It's kind of sad to see where Carrasco's at at this point in his career. 13 and two-thirds innings this season with an 856 ERA. Same number of strikeouts as walks. This will be his first MLB start in over a month. Looked pretty good in his two rehab starts. One run allowed on five hits in seven innings. But this is a guy that's just struggling to hold on at this point in time. And he's still a minus 150 favorite here because Cleveland's offense is so inept, so pathetic. Probably won't have Jose Ramirez back for this game. Josh Naylor, who knows if he'll be back for this one. And Cal Quantrill is a regression candidate. 397 ERA, 531 expected ERA, 484 FIP. He can outpitch his advanced metrics. He just doesn't generate a lot of strikeouts, but he hasn't struck out more than four batters in a start this season. Doesn't give him a whole lot of margin for error. Tough game there between the Guardians and the Mets. A couple other games I want to talk about for interleague, and then I'll get to a short break, and then my five plays for today. Mariners and the Braves. Bryce Miller making the start here for the Mariners, a .47 ERA, 266 expected ERA, 156 FIP, 18 strikeouts against two walks in his three starts. Really works effectively up in the zone with a fastball. Let's see how the Braves handle that because the Braves are a team that likes to elevate, likes to hit the ball in the air with authority for power. Good test here for Bryce Miller of the Mariners and a good test for Bryce Elder, I think, too, because Bryce Elder is a guy that shows a lot of negative regression signs. 194 ERA, 459 expected ERA, 271 batting average on balls in play with a 48.5% hard hit rate. Elder is a regression candidate here. The concern is that the Mariners are not a great offense against righties. So we'll see if Elder keeps building up those regression signs, but he's got a high ground ball rate. And sometimes that helps you in terms of avoiding big ERA regression. But if you have a 56.8% ground ball rate, and almost 50% of your batted balls are hit 95-plus miles per hour. You can't carry a 271 batting average on balls in play. So at some point, Elder will get more guys on base, coupled with the fact that he has some cluster luck in his profile. 329 Wobo with the bases empty, 223 with men on base, 174 with men in scoring position. I gave a lot of thought to the Mariners today, and I may regret it, but Bryce Elder on the short list here of guys that I want to look to fade as we go forward. Lastly, here in terms of games, I don't have plays on Red Sox and Padres. James Paxton and Blake Snell in this one. Paxton struck out nine over five innings in his first start. Had some decent stuff. A lot of swings and misses in the zone. I don't know if that's necessarily sustainable for him. 
But this Padres team not hitting. They've lost nine of 11, seven of their last eight. Red Sox not playing terribly well either right now. But the biggest reason I wanted to talk about this game is because you look at Boston here. They've played 26 games at home where they've scored six runs per game. They've only played 18 games on the road where they've scored 5.1 runs per game. Now, five runs per game is still going to win you a lot of ball games, but this Boston offense, their numbers are a little bit inflated by Fenway Park and the disproportionate number of home games that they've played. So that's a big thing to follow as we go forward here, and we'll see if that's a factor as they take on the San Diego Padres this weekend. Coming up on v Daily Baseball Bets, my five plays for the May 19th card. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my All right, we're back here on VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, 
greatly appreciate everybody who listens to the show has taken the time to give some feedback. Uh, hopefully you like the show. Hopefully you're sharing it with your friends, family, coworkers. Uh, spread the show as much as you possibly can here to support us, to support me, to support Major League Baseball betting podcasts. Whatever your reasonings, whatever your reasoning is for throwing us a five star review, I promise you, we greatly appreciate it. All right, so let's run through the five plays that I've got here for today, beginning with the Chicago Cubs and Marcus Stroman. They take on Ranger Suarez and the Philadelphia Phillies here. Phillies about a dollar thirty favorite in this one, total of nine painted pretty much across the market. So Marcus Stroman was building up some regression signs. And they hit last time out. Six runs allowed on seven hits in two and two-thirds innings. Gave up a lot of hard contact in that start. But now, 324 ERA, 366 FIP. His ERA went up almost a full run with that bad start last time out. Sometimes regression is gradual. Sometimes it hits like a truck. That was a Peterbilt that hit Marcus Stroman in his last start. And I expect him to bounce back against this Phillies lineup here. And Ranger Suarez... A lefty making just his second start of the season. Gave up three runs on seven hits in four innings at Coors Field. Struck out four, walked one, limited hard contact against. But this Cubs team is really good against lefties, and they have been all season long. The Phillies are good offense against righties too, but I look at this game and I like Stroman's chances more against this Phillies lineup. He can keep the ball on the ground. His strikeout rate's been up at times throughout the course of this season here. I just don't think the Phillies warrant being a $1.30 favorite in this game. So I like the Cubs plus 110 with Stroman over Suarez. A late addition to the card for me because I don't understand why this line moved down. That's the Dodgers as they take on the St. Louis Cardinals. Dodgers about a minus 115, minus 120 favorite out there in the marketplace. Total of eight and a half. Look, I get it that the Cardinals are playing a lot better here. And of course, yesterday, big offensive showcase. They hit seven home runs. Seemed like we had a juiced ball at Bush Stadium in that game in kind of a signature series here with the Dodgers and the Cardinals. But a lot of people are you know, downplaying the Dodgers against lefties. And this is something I've talked about throughout the course of the season here in terms of line movements, in terms of betting splits, in terms of offensive performance in those types of splits. But here's the thing about the Dodgers. Yes, they're a top five offense against righties, and they're 22nd in weighted on base average against lefties. However, they have a 210 Babbitt against lefties. That's last in baseball by 45 points. And this is a team that is second in home runs against left handed pitching on the season, trailing only the Braves. Home runs don't count towards Babbitt, but this is a team that, you know, yeah, they strike out a little bit, but they also have a high walk rate. And their batting average on balls in play against lefties will get better as this season goes along. They have a 195 batting average against lefties, and their 405 slugging percentage is, I think, 22nd, something like that. So this is a team that they've hit for power against lefties. They just haven't had good fortunes on the balls in play that they've had. And I think that's something that changes here a little bit against a guy like Steven Matz, who has a 562 ERA, 494 FIP, 41.2% hard hit percentage. He's not striking guys out. 13 strikeouts in his last four starts. I like the Dodgers offense against Mats, and I think their struggles, quote unquote, against lefties are overblown at this point in time. So took the Dodgers here today behind Tony Gonsolin. Gonsolin, 142 ERA, 409 FIP, 457 XFIP. There are some clear regression signs in the profile. I fully understand that. 
But Gonsolin's a guy that typically stays off the barrel, has a low hard hit percentage. He's kind of a pitch to finesse contact kind of guy. And look, he can get a strikeout per inning. He can have that kind of rate. So I think Gonsolin matches up better here against the Cardinals than Mats does against the Dodgers. Cardinals bullpen got a rest yet, or the uh, Dodgers bullpen got a rest yesterday. Cardinals used some of their primary guys in the middle innings, and then they used their big guys to a great degree on Wednesday. So I like the Dodgers here today. Minus 120 for the article at DraftKings, but again, shop around for the best price because you will find a better number out there. Moving to the American League, I had a very difficult time with this Orioles and Blue Jays game. I thought about betting the over. I thought about betting the Orioles. I settled on the Orioles team total over four and a half. So they draw Yusei Kikuchi in this game here. Kikuchi has allowed a 47.6% hard hit percentage on the season. He just faced two pretty good offenses in the Braves and the Red Sox, who had a 53.3% hard hit percentage and a 63.2% hard hit percentage. The two highest exit velocities of the season for Kikuchi. The Orioles are second in road weighted on base average against lefties at 383. Of course, their home park with the adjustments that they've made, you know, makes it a little bit tougher to hit against left-handed pitching because they tried to suppress power from right-handed bats with the changes that they made. But here they're on the road. Kikuchi gives up a lot of hard contact. Orioles have hit lefties very well all season long. So I went the team total over four and a half at plus 110 over at DraftKings. As always, shop around here. I didn't like Kyle Gibson in this matchup. Righties have pummeled him so far this season. And of course, Toronto has a lot of right-handed bats in the lineup. Also, Gibson has faced a lot of bottom five, bottom 10 offenses against righties. Toronto is 11th in Woba. So I think that this is a game that could go a variety of different ways. But the one thing that I felt like would happen a lot would be Baltimore scoring runs. So I took Baltimore's team total over four and a half at plus 110. A's and Astros. Jose Altuve returns for Houston tonight as they take on Oakland. Ken Waldachuk and Brandon Belak, the starters here in this one. Waldachuk has been terrible on this season. 702 ERA. Of course, that's the area code out here in Las Vegas. So I don't know. Maybe he's just ready to make that move to Sin City. 725 FIP in 41 innings of work. He's given up 12 home runs on the season here. 36 to 23 strikeout to walk ratio. He's walked 11 guys in his last two starts, given up at least three runs in seven of his eight starts. And the A's have one of the worst bullpens in Major League Baseball. And for Brandon Belak, in two starts, he's given up 18 hits in nine and two-thirds innings, but has only allowed three earned runs in that span. 48.9% hard hit percentage for the year, 17% barrel rate. And the Oakland A's, right, they're pathetic at home. They are not playing well in front of the hundreds of people that come out to see them. On the road, though, they're fourth in Woba at 334, tied for third in WRC Plus at 112 against right-handed pitching. So when they face a righty on the road, this is a top-five offense. They're the sixth-best offense by Woba on the road in general. And when you look at Ken Waldachuk here, and you look at the fact that the Astros will have seven righties in the lineup, with the two lefties being Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker. Waldachuk on the season against righties. A 328 average, 410 on base, a 746 slugging percentage on the road. 
two righties. Overall, 322, 402, 616. So he's awful against right-handed batters. Simply awful. And the Astros will throw seven of them at him today. And the two lefties in the lineup are very, very good hitters. And one may be the best hitter on the planet in Jordan Alvarez. There was not a single total last year of nine and a half at Minute Maid Park. So I'm betting on an historical outlier here. There were only six games like that in 2021. But when I looked at this game, I just see offense all over the place. So over nine and a half for the A's and the Astros. Finally, one more for you here on today's card. The Washington Nationals face a lefty today in Matthew Boyd, and the Nationals will send Jake Irvin to the bump. And this is just quite simply playing the splits. The Nationals are sixth in weighted on base average against lefties on this season, and the Tigers are 30th in weighted on base average against righties. So pretty simple handicap here. You know, you got Washington facing a lefty. You got Detroit facing a righty. Irvin did struggle his last time out, but I didn't really like his pitch usage in that start against the Mets. I think the Nationals make the adjustment here. The Tigers are the worst offense in baseball against changeups. They're not very good against curveballs. I think Irvin will throw fewer fastballs in this start, get some more swing and miss here out of this one. I'm going to trust the Nationals. Fifth and weighted on base average at home against lefties. As I talked about yesterday with that Jason Collette tweet, the Nationals, 25th in runs per game, but they're top 10 in base runners. And when they face lefties, they've been very productive. So I like the Nationals here. Minus 110, coin flip type of game. You can actually find them plus money or even a slight dog at a lot of places out there in the marketplace. So as always, shop around. DraftKings just isn't going to have the best price on some of these games. So you'll have to shop around and and find a better number. But this is one of those where I do like the Nationals and will buy in on them facing a lefty and fade the Tigers, who are 30th in Woba against righties, facing a right-hander. So the plays for today, Cubs plus 110, find the best price you can. Dodgers, minus 120 over the Cardinals. Find the best price you can. Orioles team total over four and a half at plus money. Over in the A's and Astros. And then finally, the Nationals at virtually a coin flip type of price here against the Detroit Tigers. So that rounds out this week of shows on VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. As I mentioned, if you want to throw us a five-star review, we very, very much appreciate that. Hopefully you enjoyed this week of shows. I'll be back again on Monday with another Sabermetric stat of the day. Uh, we'll do a Monday mailbag on Memorial Day, I think, as we do a show that day. Uh, but I'll do a Sabermetric stat next Monday and have plenty more content for you coming out of the weekend here on VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7. 
or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.